0: See, to be honest, that wasn't even the worst thing. Like, Trun McCoy lost Oh, that's what it was, the slouch puppy. It was a slouch puppy challenge where who can, who can down the most slush puppy in 10 minutes. And oh, I won that. And uh, Trun's forfeit was he had to drink six shots of vodka. And and am to see the footage of it, I was in stitches. He was sick everywhere, all over my kitchen jesus Jesus Christ, was bad. <laughs> Anytime we went to auditions. I'm like, right. This needs to be an American accent. This needs to be a Californian accent. This needs to be an, uh, an English accent. And I couldn't do any accent, so I think my agent just gave up on me. <laughs> Showed up late. Boom. Covered head to toe in. It must have rolled in the dust. Covered head to toe in the dust. And I uh, started coughing the lungs up and said, we had an attempted murder on us last night." <laughs> and I. Uh, the fucking they tried to, to, to get us chucked off the it was world championships they tried to get us chucked off the world championship team, all. You know?
1: Hello and welcome to a very special episode of His and Her Boxing. I'm Lee Costello, joined as always by
2: me, and Eve Campbell, on Easter Sunday, twenty twenty, in lockdown.
1: Yep, and we're also did an interview with uh, super lightweight Tyrone Maciana. Uh, you you maybe heard of Tyrone Maciana via his acting career. Uh, maybe his cooking demonstrations on Instagram Our, One of his famous, famous pranks that he's pulled over the years But we know him as professional boxer who is in the golden contract final Against long-time rival O'Hara Davies He talks to us all things boxing, acting, cooking And his difficulties of homeschooling <laughs> uh, Without further ado, here's Tarone McKenna Tarone, talk to us about uh, life in quarantine how, how are you getting by? Like, what's, what's your day-to-day?
0: See, to be honest, at the start of quarantine, I went, right, this is going to last two weeks or something, we'll be locked in, I'll just mess about, have a few drinks, eat shit, um, not training, then just come out of quarantine a bit unfit, and a bit, bit out of shape, and I was all right, and uh, after about a week or 10 days, I went in, I went, right, this is, this is going to last months, mm-hmm. so from last week, I started eating healthy, training Monday to Friday really hard, eat- Dad Monday to Friday, and then Saturdays relaxing, on barbecues and and chilling out with the kids and stuff. But I don't mean it like it's not, there's nothing massively different different than my normal life, but just that I can't kind of get to the gym, which is really really annoying.
2: I saw you actually do. Were you doing like a workout on Zoom today with Tommy McCarthy?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I done that today. Um, that was just mobility and stretching. That's his cousin. He's my strength and condition coach, so. He was doing a zoom and then during the week I'm doing Pete's Pete send me bag sessions to do, but see if you I haven't got a coach there, it's just not the same.
2: That's what I, that's what I was actually learning about to ask you next. Sort of like you know, like people with personal trainers and they really they know what they're doing, but they just need the personal trainer there to like encourage yeah, them all. Like I, I know
0: exactly how to, like, what to do, and, and even strength training, and know what to lift and how to lift and stuff. But say if someone's not there shouting that, you are telling you to go heavier, you'll not do it, or you'll yeah. not push yourself as hard. So it's hard. And also, i suppose always be fighting the end of June. So that's obviously cancelled. And I don't know when my, my fight will be now. So it's hard to get motivated when you yeah. don't know when you're fighting. Um, like, I could probably know I could be fighting at the end of the year now. Um. I don't know how long this, it's I hate this is what I hate the most about this lockdown thing. I the unknown, like I don't know how long this is gonna go on for. This could go on all summer, for all I know. And I'll not be boxing the end of December or something. Or that's, that's- it could be it could be it could be over mid May or, or start of June and then I'll be fighting maybe September. So it's just a big unknown factor that, that really is annoying me. I'd love to just know, right? quarantine quarantine's gonna be on for three months. You're only paid in December, and I'll be like, right, okay, I'll be able to gear towards up. It, but it's hard to to motivate yourself or discipline yourself when you don't know what's happening.
2: I think especially for boxers as well, because other people like say, if someone works in an office, it's like, well, I know when this quarantine's over, I'm just gonna go back into the office and yeah. open the laptop and do it. But with boxers, like your stuff, like is surrounded by yeah. fights and, so, and your fight schedule. Like,
0: yeah, like I think it's not just boxers, athletes in general. It's just, I think quarantine is the worst possible thing for athletes. Like yeah. We were our, our jobs to train and get fit and eat healthy and and the the player sport and now we're all in this on the one thing. We can't we're not that's like most, most people don't have a gym in their house, like let's be honest. Yeah. Like we call it from McCann and they have a gym in their house, but most don't most don't even have a bag. I'm not going have a bag. But like I think after this quarantine, it's, there's going to be a big difference in boxing. Like, people are going to be different weights. There's going to be a lot of boxers retired. A lot of, a lot of not like, prospects, a lot of prospects that don't make a lot of money mm-hmm. are going to have to go out and get a job because they haven't had money in the last six, seven months. And I just think the whole thing is going to, I'm just in a position that I fought six weeks ago, got well paid, and I can use that money until my next fight, which could be at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and we're fortunate in that way. Well,
1: we all know that you're uh, multi-talented. You know, you're a boxer, you've been an actor, you're uh, a <laughs> self-proclaimed uh, chef. Um, <laughs> but uh, you also have, have young kids, so how's homeschooling going? Are you uh, Mr. McKenna? Uh,
0: I am, um, even before this, like a new... Like, my, my girlfriend doesn't let me... Uh, do homeschooling <laughs> <laughs> do you know what so obviously they're only they're only six and seven but like i'll be reading with them and at the start of every sentence on every page it says the cat was going to and then there'd be two new words going to the shop going to the park every page and by the fourth or fifth page my kid is still struggling to say the cat is going like he should have memorized it <laughs> <laughs> the banner. It's the same thing over and over and over again, and he's struggling with the, the ones that are repeated.
2: You're struggling. The, like, one
0: I the, the window. <laughs> I can't do this. I couldn't. I asked for the wall. I just leave a room. Out, though I can't do that. <laughs> um, oh, she yeah. she deals with all the homeworks. I do all the. I I be a, for PE time every day.
2: Yeah, yeah. Playing yeah.
0: yeah. football, playing, teaching the box and skipping stuff like that. So I do. I an hour a day and then I go a walk. At night, and and then my kids love games, so I play games with But our board games they will fucking not bad. So I'm not good at the the homeschooling, but I'll do everything else but that. And then obviously I cook for everyone.
2: You're the dinner lady.
0: Yeah, I do. I'm the dinner lady, basically. I'm a <laughs> globalized dinner lady. Lunch and dinner time, that's and breakfast.
1: Unreal. Well, we finally found something that you're not good at. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Homeschooling.
0: I have no, I have no patience for. Ah, oh, kills me. I sort of, I don't know <laughs> uh, uh, Teachers, teachers, are students?
1: They're saints. Uh, they're all going to get massive pay, as you say. Thank you. Every parent ever is going to be like, give them whatever they want.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, thank that,
1: Jesus. Okay, well, let, let's talk about how uh, you sort of started your boxing journey. So, how did it begin? You mm-hmm. know,
2: uh, first did, time at the club.
1: Yeah, how did you find boxing?
0: Amateur, boxing yeah. Yeah. Amateur? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just very, very so, Obviously, seeing, usually you live in Belfast now, but in West Belfast, I mean, there must be a club, a boxing club every, I don't know, about 500 metres, one mile.
2: Throw
0: a so, in the other one. Yeah. You throw a stone and you're going to land in a boxing club. So I think everyone in the area goes to boxing one stage in their life. And um, I was no different. My, my brother used to get in a lot of fights in the street, like, with a lot of crowd and uh, I think we're 8 and he was 9 and we're we're getting effects with crowds and getting beat up obviously and uh, my daddy got fed up and sent the club the the to, to defend, help us defend ourselves and see to be honest at the start I just went because the youth club across the street it was 25p night, and, and the boxing club was 50p a week so oh, wow. we weren't, we weren't a loaded family and uh, and so I went to boxing just to get out of the cold weather in the winters. I went, fucking I'll go down there. And, I mean, the, all the kids are doing caravan boxing. They just wanted to get out of the cold. And we're, all, we're all socialized in there and, and it was just a, a, more or less a glorified youth club for me. So I didn't really take it seriously for years and years and then finally my daddy bought me a pair of boxing boots and they were there were weeks wages for him. They were really quit or something. And he said, look, I'm buying these. You have to stay at boxing for a year, even if you don't want to, because this cost me a fortune. And I said, right? So I, I couldn't leave even if I wanted to. I actually wanted to leave numerous times. He's like, I can't I just bought me these boxing boots. And by the, end, by the end of the year, I was winning everything and clear cleaning up. So I said, "Fucking, I like boxing then.
2: <laughs> Did you want to leave because of the discipline, like it was so hard, or you just couldn't be bothered, or what? Um, just, it's not,
0: like, my brother was going to youth club then, yeah. and the youth club was f- much funner than boxing club, <laughs> so, <laughs> I just think, oh, I'm missing it on all this fun, but, but obviously my daddy bought the boxing, yeah. uh, and I had to stay at it, and after, I was after about three or four months, really, yeah. I said, actually, i starting to get really good at this and starting to win stuff and like I said uh, I really do like boxing it's, it's like a family in a boxing club as well so you get to know everyone and then you do and you do love it and you like I loved boxing as a kid even growing up like in the street me and Anthony Giacasci were best mates and uh, we used to be 8 and 9 where we uh, eight, 8 ounce gloves on in the street punching the head each other all day like Boxing just was was kind of a life after a while, so stuck out. Yeah,
1: and what what boxing club was this that you walked into? Oliver,
0: Oliver Punkett. me, Tommy McCarthy, and Anthony Kakashi were the three. <laughs>
2: That's go. so nice, and look like you, all are doing so well for yourselves now. Do you know what
0: I mean? No, like, See, when I uh, I won obviously the WBC International first, and then Tommy won it, and Kakashi to himself. Fuck cunts, I like. <laughs> We are the three. We always want it, like all errands together, everything together. And he was looking at us with these two belts, and he went, nah, I had no chance i when winning this British belt. And he said "I drove him in training every day to, to try and get a belt. And now he the British title, it's probably better than WBC International.
1: <laughs> oh, that's nice. Unreal. <laughs> okay, well, so this is when you started out in boxing, and you were a promising amateur and stuff, but you did do a sort of segue career into acting. How did that come about?
0: Um, just don't know what happened the, the casting agency they went around every boxing club and every school in Belfast, and they, they picked people who they thought suited the role. And they came up to last all school I was in and they picked all my friends. That's standard. They picked all my friends and didn't pick me. <laughs> and I was, they must want me. So I went home when I was late. I wasn't even thinking about it. I don't know how I seen, but. In the the paper, it said it was an open audition. And I anyone could go down. I said, fuck it. All my mates are going to England there. So I went down a, a couple of days later. And I got through the first round. And I got through the second round. We about 10 rounds. And finally, got through all of them. They, got, they picked me. So, Had you no acting experience? Like, before, did you do drama and stuff? Nah, I don't know. I don't even have. Nah, I hated drama. And uh, I didn't have any acting experience. But I... I was the most confident kid you'll ever meet in your life, and the most like outgoing and like outspoken kid. So I, I was just full of energy, and I think I showed in, in the the auditions. And then I, I thought I, I had been so confident in everything in life, so I just I just, I think I just showed it in, in the acting, and um, it turned out it was pretty good at acting as well.
2: One <laughs> of those things, fake it till you make it. Go in and be like, oh, okay. I know what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: like I I, so, so, I always say to my kids if you want to do anything they like, just be confident in it and, and it'll help
1: yeah 100% the reality is most of us don't know and even the jobs we have you know we don't know what we're doing we Hi. just pretend like we do and under- yeah.
0: <laughs> Paddy Barnes Paddy Barnes got a new job there recently yeah. and uh, also I had a performance I had a performance from and um, he texted me I don't a he landed me uh, CV and he said I don't have a clue what I'm doing up here and I said fuck this time and he said after about two I said after about a week or two you'll be sweet he said after about three weeks he was all right
2: <laughs> I was actually with Polly up in I can't remember is listening to Shara Leisure Center for International Women's Day um we were taking and he, he was very funny like he was saying all that stuff to me too like he didn't I, want to take anyone on the pod. he pads. didn't want to take anyone in the pod, right a few people went home after lunch and there was two new schools coming in and it was like just all girls and you just had to basically give them like a wee taster session and a boxing for international women's yeah. day and um, one of them was like here potty you take pods like oh i can't do pods and he goes i'm no surely you can do pods he goes no 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 i do the pods if you hold them for me i if you take you i don't know what i'm doing i was like just do it as if like just imagine you know like it's the opposite of what way you'd be punching he's like no so i did it <laughs> uh,
0: I, I couldn't do pods either i'm terrible of that shit
2: there you go. There you, oh, there you go. See, you're making me feel better now, Trone. I thought you could do everything.
0: <laughs> I, I noticed there's plenty of help, don't worry.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, you starred in the, the movie, uh, Medi Celt movie.
2: Medi Celt? Medi Celt
1: in a way.
0: No, it's no, it's There's too much people say Celt. I know. Celt. He's
1: thinking of Celtic, you say? I know, I think it was. Celtic football. <laughs> okay. The Medi Celt. Um, it was really, really successful, and you were with some big names, did. Did you get any offers
0: off the back of that and maybe take a career? Yeah, that? After, after that, I went to, it was a year later, and then I went to the Berlin Film Festival, and I went to the Dublin Film Festival, and the one in England as well. And and then Gillian Anderson, she's in the film, Scully from Accent, she, uh, her agent, who's pretty big over in London and New York, she's like Naomi Campbell's agent and stuff and, and, and other big names. She asked to send me and I signed up with her. But, see, I was supposed to go, right, this was a year after, a year and a half after the film, so sort of, I already spent the money that I was given. Give it away, give it to my man, dad, and brother spent loads of it. And then they were like, right, you need to go to voice allocution lessons to get like English accents and American accents and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And then I went online and found Someone to teach me them um, the the accents, and it was one hundred and fifty pound an hour. And I was like, "Fuck me, I'm skinned I can't. I can't afford that, my man. Dad, I couldn't afford it." So I said to him, "I said, yep, yep, I'm going to these lessons. I pretend I was going to these lessons. She's very brilliant." Yeah. Okay, so a couple of months passed, and said, yeah any good at the accents?" I said, "Yep, pretty good at them." And uh, she started singing Julie Dance films the to Tom Hanks songs. Was getting like six-figure sums for for all of it, and um. Anytime time I went to all the they are like right this needs to be an American accent this needs to be a Californian accent this needs to be in an, an English accent and I couldn't do any accent, so I think my agent just gave up on me
2: <laughs> were you <laughs> scoundered?
0: no I wasn't I didn't give a fuck but, <laughs> but I think later they were like what's this agent doing here trying to do a fucking English accent he just sounds like an idiot
1: well let's hear go for
0: it no 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, that's fair, that's fair. So the the acting sort of took a back seat in there. Um uh, you were still boxing away, but I think it's fair to say you weren't taking it too seriously at the start. The boxing?
0: Yeah. Um well amateur too, amateur uh, I was took it very seriously and then I got to like eighteen and I got beat by card from. Um <laughs> uh I just started I just went, you know what? I am enjoying night life and party life more than, than boxing. So mm-hmm. I just started like going out like as an as an year old booty. Just going out loads and, and uh, drinking most nights and just going to my I used to work in my dad's shop so I used to work in my dad's shop till like seven in the morning till till like two. Get my wage and then go out that night with my wage. And um uh, that was just my life and I, I kinda fell out of love with boxing. And then I I I retired basically at about twenty one. Um, I was mm-hmm. fed up with everything, and then I got a I went got a job. My miss my missus, and me had a, a our first kid, mm-hmm. and I got a job, um, at a call center, and then out of the blue, no, actually sorry, when she was pregnant, I went over, I was planning to go move to America, turn professional, and. Then she got pregnant and, and I said, Right, I'll just go over for I've already booked everything, paid for everything, so I will as well go over, have a professional fit and then go home and maybe call it a day. So I have a professional fight, called it a day in my head, came home, got a job in a call centre, and about a year now nah, about six months later I just got a phone call during work and he said, Look, um, I know you're an amateur, you are you're a very good boxer. I'll pay you monthly if you want to turn professional again out in Philadelphia. And, off you. Mm-hmm. and uh, as soon as that was said, I took off my headset, walked off, off mid-shift, and uh, quit there and then, and went over to Philly to start my professional career.
1: Unreal.
2: What did you think of working in a call center, by the way?
0: Love as hell. That- I, I used to sell uh, British Gas insurance, actually British Gas insurance sort of. It was terrible. Uh, Two two sales a day, and it was was impossible. You're just doing cold calls telling people how much they need British gas insurance. (laughs) (laughs) I've had some bad bad jobs, but I think I was probably the worst one. I just hate it. I was so boring.
2: Did
1: you not just tell them on the phone that you were the star of uh, (laughs) the main channel?
0: (laughs) No, I was was well and past that.
1: Well, uh, so the boxing gear really kicked <laughs> off then. Um, a lot of big names. Really quick, oh,
0: the last few years?
1: Over oh, well, the last few years. I'm sorry, well, t- tell us, how, was it a struggle at the
0: start? Yeah, like at the start, like, I went to Philadelphia thinking in my head, right? That's really going to kick off now. I've got a backer, pampered stuff. and I went over and I was getting one fight in March. and Maybe the next fight was December, so it was just massive gaps in every fight and I was blown up with weight and I was just, I was messing about as well. I was drinking and it was just cause it was getting monthly paid and I didn't really give a fuck about anything. And I was, it just wasn't, nothing was working out the way I wanted to. And after about my fifth fight, uh, the backer uh, went, went bust and I said, right, this is it. I'm going to have to retire. And, uh, Sorry to turn off my music. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to have to retire here. And, and I f- flew home and, and my mate, Mark Ginley, he got me a few fates. He was a, a, a manager at the time. And he, he got me a few fates off the back of him being a manager. And, and then I said, no, Ginley, this isn't, this isn't working out. It's, I'm not going to enough. I'm going to just retire and get a job. And he said, look, MGM at the time, they're, they've are they got Diane Matthews in, in they're looking. Spar partners, so have partners for Terry Flanagan. If you want to go over, mm-hmm. and if you impress and spar, maybe maybe they'll they'll me. I was right, okay, and he said, but you're gonna to have to pay your own way, and I went, can I have I was I was right after, I was, can I have zero money. Um, and I said fuck it. And he said, look, this is a big opportunity. I said fuck it, right. So I went home, sold my Xbox, sold my Xbox games, sold jewellery, oh. sold sold everything in my house that I could sell. Yeah. Got the flights, got got money to live off for the, for the next two weeks over in Marbella and uh, went over and sparred Diane Matthews and uh, the whole management team there are people were there to watch the spar to, to see if I'm worth and, and thankfully it sparred unbelievable <laughs> and got seen <laughs> and then and then everyone, see, see as soon as they got seen by MTK darn uh, it everything just started kicking off it got on TV so Sean for title, and then just no ball from her
1: and now you're in the golden contract
0: uh, yeah you just
1: got through to the final you're going to be fighting O'Hara Davies that's the Woo, fight yeah, for it's, a everyone's
0: for a hmm? it's a fight everyone's wanted for a it's a fight everyone's for a while.
1: that's yeah, it a I long can. time now yeah I think um, a lot of people just like seeing O'Hara Davies fight anyway because I think they like mm. seeing him get hit <laughs> to be <laughs> honest
0: yeah, well, he's going to get hit plenty in the final anyway I'm
2: really,
0: really looking forward to it. He's had like a long rivalry anyway sort of thing too. Like, yeah, what what he he's, he's, trying to, he's trying to ruin it the past month or two. He's been like, nice. why is he being nice. Why is he being
2: nice
0: now? He, <laughs> he, like, for four years he called me a bum. Yeah. He called me terrible and I should retire and tell mechanic can't do this and tell everyone can't do that. And now I think it's finally dawned on him that he has to fight me in yeah. this competition. He's, he's it's, It went to quarters, he's still been a dick and then it got to the sammies. They start going. I might have to end up fighting Terry McAnon. I think with O'Hara Davies, and his head, his his mad attitude. He doesn't like pressure. He doesn't like like rivalries. Like see, going out in the fight. I've had a few of them where you have a proper rivalry and you, you hate all their opponent, and he yeah. hates you, and everyone, everyone's the fans are all all up for for this big heated reverie and uh. I think he hates that, like the pressure mm-hmm. on his soul. Man's going out the, the, the fight when there is that kind of kind of build up and that animosity mm-hmm. compared to when you just, you just don't really manage to or there's no there's it's no respectful. beef. Yeah, like like it's yeah, when it's respectful, it's there's no there's there's a quarter of the pressure. So I think now he thinks, well, now that we are fighting. He's tune changes tune, said I'm a terrific fighter and uh me and Terram don't hate each other. Which I don't hate him. I don't hate anyone. But he's, he's really changed the tune. And I think it's because he doesn't want that kind of pressure. And I love that kind of pressure. I love hitting my opponent and going out into the Wolves' den and, and slugging it out. That's something I love.
1: Do you think it was because uh, of what happened with the Josh Taylor fight? Because he talked a lot of smack before it.
0: That's what I mean. Like, so he's, he's had a couple of beefs in his in his life. And that's... It's been him, it's been Josh Taylor and Jack Carroll. Yeah. And he hasn't performed well in both of them because of the pressure. The, I'm not joking you when I say the pressure is insane when you hate the other person or the, person, the other person hates you. Yeah. And going out to that kind of fight is is totally different than when it's something's respectable. So I think he's just what I I want to go out without that kind of pressure and, and that's why he's trying to be nice now. I right. know. No one ahead no, no, go ahead. I don't know what I was going to
2: say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say that, like, you know what people say? Like, 80% of it's, it's, obviously, yeah, you have to train, but it's psychological. So, I think mm. if he thinks, you know, if you already have the fight psychologically won, because even things like weigh-ins and press conferences and stuff, like, a lot of people think that they have the fights won by the end, like, whenever they look in their opponent's eyes and they're like, he's definitely not 100% mentally there. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's, He's, uh, I don't know when weak, the week, but I don't think he's as, as confident as he lets on yeah. the way he acts. He acts like a big, confident fighter that, that, that fears no one, but I think in his head, really, he fears a lot. And he knows he's not as technically good as most boxers. He's got a big punch, and that's about it. But we think it was a big punch. He's got nothing really there, and, and I think he knows that. And I... On the other hand, I'm so calm. I'm the most calm in the box. I think I'm unbelievable for some reason, even though it's in my face and, and getting worse every time. But I still have, I have so much belief in myself, and I think he likes that. Yeah. Um, and I think if you, at, if you look at fights with me and him as well, I mean, there's two different attitudes and two different kind of fears there. Mm-hmm. He crumbled against uh, Josh Taylor. When Josh Taylor put it on him, he took the knee and, and, and wanted a way out. And then if you look at my fights, once it gets tough going for me, I smile at the opponents. I wave one, and I want more. I I love that kind of shit.
1: Absolutely, and you're going to be fighting him now in the final. Hopefully, we'll get a you know when all this isolation and stuff is is, is settled and done with, we move on with that. But there was uh, your semi-final, was the big stir um, on like social media and things like that. Um, I'm, I'm just going to give my opinion because I'm not being an after-timer when I say this to quote Steve Bunce. <laughs> I, <say> <laughs> um,
0: yeah.
1: I was sort of like live tweeting as the fight was happening. Yeah. The semi-final. And I said from the start, I was like, I do not know where these commentators are getting this from. Um, I just thought
0: they were so harsh. It was uh, Michael. Like, see, anything I threw, and I could see in the, the fight, I could see the my punches were getting through the like, guard. Yes. Most of my opponents were long, and yeah. he was gonna rip. Now he's blocked everything, and then when he threw anything, and I blocked a lot of them,
1: yeah, they were
0: going, Oh, look at that punch! Look at that one. I think like, what are you watching? It really frustrated me. And like, I can see why everyone's on to me saying all sorts of because everyone listens to the commentators when they're mm-hmm. watching the fight and it sways you big time. That's and awesome. I think the commentators ruined my fight.
1: Like it was, it was a tight fight,
0: it was a good boxer. Yeah. And hundred percent agreement. I see when I went in the middle of the ring, I mm-hmm. thought it was a draw, in my head. Yeah. Um, and yeah. but six six four, I think seven three was a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But six six four, uh, I could see for me or him. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, everyone's everyone's forgetting that the early rounds one to five, I could have won every single round. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely won three of them, and the other two could have went either way. And then six seven eight nine, he dom- dominated like he. he he landed big shots. He really he put it on me. But people are thinking, oh, because I just nicked my rounds and he dominated his rounds. He won the fight. But at the end of the day, it's still 10-9. It can't be anything else but 10 unless there's an been So, yeah. all right, he battered me the rounds he won. But I still beat him just about in the rounds I won. So, yeah. Yeah, it's still get s- over it.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if this is, if this is even, it's just my opinion. But, beforehand, when you were doing your, your ring walk and stuff, they seemed to focus a lot, in fact, because you're, you're, like, what, six foot one? Yeah. Yeah, so quite tall for, for this weight division, super lightweight, um, and they were just saying a lot, it's like, yeah, you can keep him at range because this guy's a come forward mm-hmm. fighter and all this sort of stuff, so that that isn't necessarily what happened, but to me, it felt like just because you weren't keeping him at range, that must have meant you mm-hmm. losing, do you know what I mean, instead of just beating him on the inside.
0: Yeah, it was a <laughs> are a good know? Effect, you know? I just I I just think the the comedy really ruined it and like it was an unbelievable fate and I think the aftermath of it all the abuse and stuff isn't very far of like I gave I went out trained train for twelve weeks, my policy stuff. Uh put on an unbelievable fate. It was a non stop action for ten rounds, great fight. Everyone a lot of people send fucking fiddly year so far and stuff and then them just abused me cause, cause and say I was shit and I, I battered. I wasn't battered. It was a close fight. Yeah. And the commentators ruined it and made it sound like it was a one-sided batter.
1: Absolutely. Um. And y- your opponent as well. I'm 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 sort of avoiding saying his name because I could never get it right. Ma- Mamoon. Mamoon. Hi. Yeah. Oh, it was right. Oh, I, I was see. Me.
2: Lee's just Bob pronouncing everything. Right, I know. I'm so. just.
1: I'm always afraid <laughs> to get it wrong. So I just admit that I'll get it wrong before I say
0: it. <laughs> um, aren't educated.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he um what got? I thought he was like sort of he was a good fighter he had a really, really tight guard always coming forward, but he was definitely playing into the uh, uh the dark arts of boxing. I thought I could see him sort of he would every time he had you on the ropes, he was sort of tapping below the belt to try and bring your
0: hands down. Great. Now, I've never gotten as much low rules in my life. I, I must got I'm joking about fifteen low rules that whole fight. He should have been yeah. the, number of men, a number man at point deducted. And then see anytime a Dilogle was hurt or anything. It was cause he's hitting me in the back of my head, yeah. The he, he me in the back of my head as well. Yeah. And that's why that's where like, the see when you get hit in the back of my head, it's completely, like, uh, you lose your your equilibrium and and like, you black out for a second or two. And hit every single punch he threw to my face was at the back of the head, it was mm-hmm. ridiculous. And then low, blow after low, low after low, low. He should get a public warning, mind. or disqualify the most. He, he was doing the low well, yeah,
1: he was definitely a master of the dark arts, you know, that sort of, a really yeah. experienced fighter. And, and,
0: and I, don't, experience. I don't complain lose because I don't care. It's a fight, Yeah. And, and whatever, whatever's working, was working. So I don't complain about it, but everyone's going to get a high back about uh, such and such. Then they should get a high back about getting points deducted or maybe twelve because she didn't even want 10
1: rounds the way he was
0: fighting.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, well, Terone, we can't really talk about you, Terone McKenna, without talking about your uh, counterpart. White chocolate. <laughs> white chocolate, yeah.
0: And did, uh, <laughs> them, I've gotten withdrawals of white chocolate.
2: Was, oh, that's,
1: that's so heartwarming.
2: <laughs> Do you be on the phone, don't you?
0: Like? Oh, I'd be on the phone, but it's not the same, is
1: it? No, no it's not the same.
0: You gotta it, see. Was to, it was supposed to say for say itself, as it was. <laughs> my kids and my family um, at a very start, and he... He did it. He was there for four or five days, and then, and then I think it was getting too too much for us. We were drinking every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. This isn't good for boxing. Let's of going home. So we home um, and, and he regrets it. So, f- so for those who don't
1: know, Andrew uh, McCullough is also he's your stable your stablemate. Now you both fight uh, hmm. Peter Taylor. Um, yep. You started off as rivals. Is that right? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well. The first time I ever met from a colleague, it was I think fourteen or something, 13 maybe. Um, right at the, the movie career kicked through, off. What?
2: Right before the movie career kicked off.
0: Yeah, actually, see. It was just after the movie. Movie, wow. like I, I just done the mighty cult, and like I just bought all this fleshy boxing gear, and <laughs> it was the first championship I just entered, and, and like I was just I was the team I was him the team and and. I was so confident in my boxing, we Really like, "Great, right, there's this other guy, T McCullough. He's a uh, he's entered. And I was like, "Who the fuck's he? And he said, a party's called I and no chance, no one's called Teron as well." <laughs> uh, so it turned out he was called Teron. Uh, I had all this. I mean, flashes, gear on. I thought I was I just had got paid from this movie for hundreds, hundreds on a, a kit. And uh, it was a red kit, but I was in a blue corner, and I said, "Fuck it." I'm gonna stop this guy anyway. I've never heard of him in life. It doesn't matter if he's wearing red or blue. And I, I jumped in the ring and he, I looked across the ring and he's wearing a pair of trainers, not even boxing boots. He's wearing a red pair of shorts, a green vest, and a big ugly haggar. Now and all oh, this pure kid's gonna get killed. Like no one knows who he is. And I was I was well known in the boxing circles. and I went, "This guy's gonna get hurt." And then. He came out and he was the most awkward fighter I have ever met in my life. And he was throwing all these punches at all weird angles. But it's still photos I was winning. And yeah. anytime my friends shared a terrible body shot, Tron Cull- used to throw a body shot. And I was like, like they're talking about me. I like, but, uh, <laughs> so we went to the corner and I went to the fight finished, and called out 7-4 and I was 100% me. And uh, it was Tron one. Now I went, what? <laughs> it must have got the fucking colors mixed up. Because that was yeah. a robbery it was an insane but uh, do you know what Ulster boxing hated me oh, I don't really? know why they just hated me and uh, so we got him to win and then the next time we fought and he battered me oh really? You know, uh, well not battered me he battered me
2: <laughs> <laughs> you give that to him now anyway. at least you're honest
0: uh, but, and, then, and then I hated him properly hated him and then we were different weights. He was the weight above me, actually, uh, for the all and We both on the All-Irelands that year and went of a few trips together and, and then I found out that he's a serious mate, messer, just like myself. So we bonded. We clicked and bonded and it's been history ever since, just messing about and ruining each other's lives.
2: What is... Because both of you are pure nut jobs. Like, what is, like, the biggest, weirdest prank like, either of you have ever pulled on each other or anybody else? Like...
0: Uh, I dunno, there's been loads of I can talk about it, but I know one that Tommy McCarthy. Seen. Yep. So Tommy McCarthy used to share a room with Bernard Rowe, you call it, and I used to share a room with Trum McCulloch. I was in with our own apartments in Dublin. And uh one night we got went to the to Tommy McCarthy's room at like eight and, eight o'clock in the night and uh, we're sitting we're sitting talking and um Trum McCulloch noticed Tommy McCarthy's key card on the floor so he had no socks on he picked it up with his foot uh, and we walked out of the room and he went throwing. look at this and showed me the key, key card and I thought, fuck so we waited till 2 in the morning about and I burst in his room with a bucket full of like, like all shit that we found around the, the apartment and a fire extinguisher <laughs> we, we burst in they were sleeping we burst in at 2 in the morning boom fire extinguisher it was a dusty cane, you know, not a film mm-hmm. cane, but dusty cane, of dust for the eye and everywhere. Tommy McCarthy, we started coughing his lungs up, and me and Tommy McCarthy, and that's just he ran after us, tried, tried, tried to batter us, <laughs> and uh, we stayed of our apartment the whole night. Turned up the the train the next day, you're laying up in the Irish team, um, mm-hmm. it started, started the day. We're laying up, we couldn't see Trumma, or Tommy McCarthy burning the road. Where the fuck are they? And I looking quarter past nine like these they not showing up showed up late, bomb, covered head to toe in, they must have rolled in the dust. <laughs> covered head to toe in the dust. And uh started coughing the lungs up and said, hey, we had an attempted murder on us last night. <laughs> and uh they, fucking, they, tried to, they tried to get us chucked off the it was the World Championships. They tried to get us chucked off the World Championship team, you know. <laughs> he rats but that was one I can, I can say. Look <laughs> at the tax well, <laughs> It's technically legal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, um, you know what, you know we, the, the, the team said, look, we're going to get the CCTV, the, the coaches, and said, if someone owns, or, or, or whoever says is getting chucked off the team, 100%, <laughs> no, 100%. I <laughs> Fuck my life. We're <laughs> off this team. But we said, right, we may have met this before look at it. Maybe they make us buy a ball. We went up and I said, hey, look, that was us. And I said, no, 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 who actually wasn't. He said, it was us. Because we were the favourites. Me and Trump were the favourites on the team. Because we were very good amateurs, as And I mm-hmm. uh, said, no, no, who was not We said, Jim, it was, it was us. And I said, fuck's sake, anyone else going to be off the team? <laughs> um, <laughs> the reason that it was me and him. <sighs> well, tell me,
1: what is the Tyrone Olympics.
0: No, the ten they got cut short this year because uh, or because the pandemic. But uh,
2: you sound really sad about it
0: I don't know, because it was so exciting. <laughs> so it's six things. It was going to be uh, who can eat the most McDonald's 19 AP burgers. Wow. Who can uh, sit in the sauna the longest? Who can drink it? the most Jager bombs in one sitting? Who uh what's the ones? I don't know, six uh there was an RK one, who who's got the most bowling punch machine and basketball, whose points is the highest is the winner. Uh there's a couple of others, I forget what they are. But uh it was six things and each thing was one forfeit and then at the end of it whoever was the overall loser. I had go down to City Hall and change their name to Tyrone Number 2. Like, legally? Yeah, uh, legally. So, but see, to be honest, that wasn't even the worst thing. Like, Tron McCoy lost Oh, that's what it was, the slouch puppy. It was a slouch puppy challenge where who can, who can down the most slouch puppy in 10 minutes. Oh. And I won that. And uh, Trump's forfeit was he had to drink six shots of vodka. And... And am telling you, see the footage of it, I was in stitches, he was like <laughs> everywhere, all over my kitchen, uh, Jesus Christ, bar bad. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we only got, we got, got two in it, and then this pandemic, pandemic came through. Yeah, I,
1: you know I, didn't think that you hate each other,
0: <laughs> the stuff you'd make each other that's what got, he burns my, I like, died shirts, and he burns them, and if like, you can't, <laughs> Can't leave Venero's in a room. Like I I got my hands on his phone Norway and I texted all sorts of birds and all sorts of shit. Um
2: <laughs> gonna get more old,
0: me, me old birds, get uh, they it's 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 it's, a, it's actually a, a toxic relationship we'll have. Yeah, that that's one way to explain it too.
2: I, I don't know, I think you kinda of got the short straw though with that tattoo like uh,
0: do you know what, I'm very happy with my tattoo because
2: <laughs> so we're just Drew has a tattoo of Jerome McCullough eating a burrito, burrito party yeah. and it
0: says... Get uh, skinnier day, trying." <laughs> it's
2: very well done. Do you, by the way, is there a story behind your tattoo? Do you get a tattoo after every fight, or do we make that up?
0: No, uh, well, I do. I actually do, but it's not just because of and let's get a tattoo to remember. It's just, I can't get one during camp, because... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm training every day and stuff like that, so you can't get it really a tattoo. But uh, after I'm just like, right, I want a tattoo, but it's nothing to do with fate, you know.
2: <laughs> but then um, the Tyrone tattoo is because he beat you at bowling, isn't it? Was that part of the Tyrone Olympics? Yeah,
0: so I got it out there See, Tyrone McCauley, he's my boogeyman of every sport. Like I can't beat him in fucking anything. It seems he's tired Like I had, I used to have a pool people in my house, and I, I was, I'm I'm lethal pull. But anytime I play a colleague at pool, he beats me. And he's, he is brutal at it. Like, you be looking at it, and you don't know how he's patting these balls. <laughs> um, and then there's bowling, he beat me in. And uh, no joke, he fucking seawaste below me and the punch machine. He fucking beat me in that. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous, ridiculous what happens. That's sort of what. He's my boogeyman of every sport.
2: Keeps you on your toes. He's
0: living uh, rent free in your head, Trump. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. It's, there's something that happens psychologically where if Truman McLeod may go against each other, he wins.
2: <laughs> do you know what I actually wanted to ask you as well, Trump? Because you know the way you are, so tall, sort of for your your weight division. Like, do you find how do you make weight? Like, do you find it really hard? Um,
0: no. Obviously, every every boxer finds making weight hard, but just as hard as as you normally should. Um, I wouldn't say over. Have to kill myself, I don't have to kill myself more than anyone else. But I'm very strictly. Like I, I did see last last year. I think it was or when I fought Lewis Benson. Then kind of fit. I used to do everything myself. I had no nutritionist or nothing, and I used to really do it wrong and, and just crash, crash, crash that, and crash, make weight and feel terrible. But after the Benson fit, I felt terrible during that fight and I said to myself, "Look, I need to invest in a, a nutritionist." So. Got Stephen Floyd on board, who's an unbelievable nutritionist, and he, he helps me make it pretty easy—not easy, but easier than I usually do.
2: Yeah, um, right. So now we are going to play a wee game. We did this last week with Kevin, and it was sort of it was doing the rounds on Twitter and stuff. So basically, I'm just gonna say different body parts and things, and. You just have to pick your, make your perfect boxer. Do you, know you what I mean? You made
1: that weirder than a name? Yeah. Be, not yeah, 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 boxing.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Different> attributes. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ.
0: <very good. laughs>
2: not like a toe or nothing. Like you know. For example, for example. like chin and heart and stamina you know, to try hey, to build a
0: perfect hey, boxer. Help me. Hey,
2: right. Okay. Hey, so it can be past or present, dead or alive, retired or whatever. So if you can have the chin of any boxer.
0: Um, car fraud. yeah, yeah. Um, heart. heart, 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 heart. That's hard, hard
2: on there. You can say <laughs> yourself um, if you want.
0: <laughs> i not gonna say myself. I just fucking, <laughs> 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 um, heart. I'll come back to that one. Get me whether. Stamina. Stamina. Paul Williams.
2: Right hand power.
0: Right hand. Uh, Andy Liesl. Right hook.
2: And left hand power.
0: Left hand. Left hand would be. Hmm. Left hand. Duran has all. Both hands with Duran's hands. Yeah, hands are stone. Uh uh-huh. footwork. Footwork. Um, mm-hmm. Leonard.
2: Yeah, yeah cool. Good one. Uh box and AQ. Lum and And hand speed.
0: Hand speed. Uh Guy Russell Jr., he's leaving that's what Keevan
2: said.
0: I think that's right? what Kevin said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's insane.
1: There you go. We're going to pull you back onto the heart now to complete this box. Heart. It's very hard. I
0: can't think uh, of anyone's
1: got hard except me. <laughs> Keevan um, said, who? Um, who? Gatti. Arturo Gatti.
0: Ah, oh, that's a great answer. That's <laughs> a good you answer. You
2: can go for Ward if you want.
0: Ah. <laughs> uh, who? Mickey Ward. Ward I what a fit. That was... I know.
1: Unreal. Unbelievable. I could
0: watch a that all day, every day, I think. I nearly
1: have been, to be
0: honest. I've just been watching it. <laughs> the only time when I'm on trebles, I watch a box of it during treble sessions. Okay. I always do that at least once or twice in comp.
1: Yeah, it's... A, it's gets yes, you pumped. You can't go wrong no. with it. But there you go. That, that That's your... The true McInerney's perfect boxer. What yeah. a boxer it is. Uh, yep. We're just going to finish up real quickly with the quick fire round. Just wait so you just clear your head. <laughs> you <know. laughs> Why did you laugh? Why <laughs> <laughs> did you... <laughs> I wouldn't take that route. Uh, <laughs> you just clear your head and you say the first thing comes to mind. Um, if you weren't a boxer, what would you be doing? Artist. A what?
0: Artist. One artist. Oh,
1: an artist. oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Best opponent you ever shared a ring with? So sparring, professional, amateur, whatever.
0: Jerome Nunnis. <laughs> Boots.
1: <laughs> uh, favorite sport other than boxing.
0: Hmm. Big in the any sport. <laughs> um, probably football just.
1: ah, uh, you're you're a big Everton fan, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aye, God. I'm a Liverpool fan. Poor poor so... <laughs> Didn't say that. Are you? Uh, are you? You're gonna have to finish finishes. Let's <laughs> It's over. <laughs> uh, pound for pound best in the world right now is
0: Pound for Pound best in the world is uh Lamachanico Daphne.
1: Yeah, uh, May Tyson or Muhammad Ali?
0: Uh, Muhammad Ali,
1: uh, favorite fighter to watch growing up?
0: Um, neither. or our proper one is just young,
1: and when you were just a kid, you know, like one of the fighters, I'm first attention. Bit of attention. That's the cool. Uh, if you can change one thing about boxing, what would it be?
0: one thing I've changed change, I haven't changed I love it <laughs> that's a
1: good answer that's you know you don't have to look at negatives um, yeah. what advice would you give a 21 year old Tyrone McKenna
0: <laughs> get off our drink and go back to boxing you it?
1: <laughs> don't agree to do his and her boxing podcast <laughs> <laughs> and finally uh, a signature Tyrone McKenna dish what would that be
0: a dish?
2: Like yeah. Favourite thing to cook.
0: Favourite thing to cook? I love cooking curries. Oh, really? So, yeah, I love... What is it? The...
2: Oh, curry? I don't chicken know. any
0: curry or jerk chicken <laughs> rice and peas? You know, Ever, ever have West Indian jerk chicken rice and peas? Unbelievable.
2: I'm starving, too. I actually I am. I'm going to get a takeaway of the night.
1: We, we can... Bar- you can give us your barbecue, like, over a fence. <laughs> 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 <It's> a <script. laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Throne, thank you. Here, and the very, very last question is uh, because you have like your family has nothing to actually do with County Throne, doesn't it? Not?
0: No, not nothing. I don't know. Do you know what? My uh, my I just love the name Tyrone. Like, ah, oh, Tyrone's a great name, it's, a, it's about the county, but it, just to make my dad say, yes, the name but it turned out it was just the black guy's name in America.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or your man in Cornish Street for years it was called
0: no, no, no. Yeah. But you what, it's the, best, the greatest name ever, because see, when you are in America, it's such an icebreaker for everything. I remember I was getting my uh, medicals done in America, and this big black guy came out, <laughs> big black man, and he said, uh, Tyrone McKenna. I, I, I jumped up, and he said, no, Tyrone McKenna. And I said, yeah, it's me. Did you call Tyrone? I said, yeah. <laughs> And he said he just burst out laughing there <laughs> and then he said, "What? Oh, come on!" And, went, Why? and He said, "No one white in America is called Tyrone."
1: <laughs> I wonder if you know it's a county Like, first of all, I can't believe you didn't get the mac and with without unbelievable. I know exactly. <laughs> I can do. I can do a heavy
0: black one.
2: Tyrone, thank you so much. You've been great, crack, and um. Yeah, yep. just, thank. you. It's honestly been yeah. so much crack, and hopefully we we'll get to see you fight this year anyway.
0: Sometime I don't. Know. Yeah, hopefully, or hopefully I don't get too fat in this fucking isolation that I can yeah. never fight
1: again. <laughs> 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 I think we're all thinking that way. It's just we're all gonna like as soon as it's over, everyone's gonna go back into pubs and restaurants. And we're all gonna be
0: too stoned, with. rolling out of it. Ah, hundred percent. I'm ready to stoned real.
2: <laughs> and um, when it's really? all over, we'll we'll meet you for a proper Adrian. Actually,
0: yeah, yeah okay,
2: Enjoy your barbecue.
0: Yeah, I will do. See you later, bud. Bye.
2: bye. Bye. He was honestly one of the funniest people I think I've ever interviewed. Just journalistically, it was really good crack. And uh, another fun fact. When you actually Google Jerome McKenna it says he's an actor it doesn't even say he's a professional boxer <laughs> it's the first thing to come up.
1: I really really want to know about the other pranks that him and the other Jerome pulled through the years the ones that he couldn't tell us how bad could they have been if that's the one that he did tell
2: us? Well this is it but I think he was scarily honest like we didn't edit any of that out no. any of the stuff Um. but yeah thank you so much as always for listening to His and Hers Boxing Podcast Obviously, you're listening to this on some format anyway, but we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Castbox. So tell all your friends and family—no excuse not to listen to us. And uh, today was a special episode. We do have the just the usual episode uh, that is coming out tomorrow on Easter Monday, in which we finally settle our own internal dispute about who won the contentious Hagler Sugar Ray Leonard fight. 33 years ago and then we compare it to the modern middleweight division in uh, the second fight between Canelo and GGG so all that to look forward to and remember to follow us on twitter at his and her boxing and I hope you have a really good Easter okay
0: bye